Hi folks, Andrew Packer here. Welcome to Trading Tips. There is one last type of chart that I want to look at and in some more detail today. It's one that occurs all the time in finance and it's one that generates a lot of talk and speculation, but it's also one that doesn't really appear or get analyzed in a lot of chart books when you're just looking over kind of common chart patterns. And that's unfortunate because it's one where if you can recognize what's going on and if you can essentially see you know, how things are unfolding, you can realize, hey, I'm in this, it's doing very well for me, that's great, but I need to get out because it's going to eventually not go very well for me. And it's just the simple idea, in short, of what's called a parabolic pattern. What goes up very rapidly, that ends up coming down very rapidly. And there are plenty of examples of parabolic patterns in finance. One of the most famous uh, comes from the tech bubble, uh, using the NASDAQ index, very tech-heavy index, in the early 1990s, as the computer age was unfolding, it was rising steadily, steadily. Around 1995, you had uh, AOL becoming a household name. 1996, Alan Greenspan was warning about valuations in the market, but then it just kept turning higher and higher. And eventually, the rate of increase increased to a point where, you know, what's called, you know, delta in math, you just kept rising and rising and rising at this huge rate that becomes parabolic. And usually what I mean just loosely by parabolic is you can take a, a one-year chart of any asset, and if you just draw a line through it at a 45-degree angle, if it's moving higher than that, it's rising at an unsustainable rate, and it's likely to fall. So we all know what happened with the tech bubble around 2000, when you had all these huge companies like uh, Cisco was growing 30 to 40% a year. They were the largest company by market cap at the time, at the, the 2000 peak. You had companies that would just throw .com at the end of their name so that they could get funding because that's what everyone was rushing to invest in after several prior years of you know, these phenomenal returns. And then, of course, you know, just all came crashing down. And there were some good names to pick up from that. You could have gotten Amazon with like an 80% drop from there. You could have gotten, you know, Microsoft, which held on. Uh, Apple actually fell earlier in the 90s as a failed kind of computer company and ended up, you know, kind of having its move a little, little earlier. But you get the idea. And it's not just stocks. If you look at how the real estate bubble formed in the mid-2000s, it wasn't necessarily like this huge parabolic move, but you did have a higher-than-average increase uh, in median home prices throughout the country in the mid-2000s as interest rates remained pretty low, as financing remained easy, as it became easier and easier to get a mortgage without necessarily having to verify anything, and rising home prices kind of fed into the cycle that made it easier and easier for people to finance and buy homes. And of course, once, once that stopped, once people realized, you know, hey, I actually have to like pay back on this mortgage, or they realized I got a mortgage with a negative amortization where I actually end up owing more on my home every month I pay, you know, once that, that party stopped, you had kind of a swift decline in home prices back towards normal lines as well. But, you know, it's also one of those situations where it took years to build up and years to play out. Same thing happened with gold. Uh, it bottomed uh, around 1999. It started a bull market. It was very slow moving. The mid-2000s, it picked up a bit. Same story. After the financial crisis, a lot of investors were thinking, okay, I'll be safe by buying gold. Gold had this huge spike in 2011, and it's down huge since. So you see this pattern occurring over and over. We saw it in 2017 with Bitcoin and the cryptocurrencies where it had this big move up and big move down. Uh, it's actually about the third time in only the 10 years since that's been an asset class where you've had these similar kind of you know, parabolic moves up and then big you know, 80% drawdowns in the next year. 
Uh, last year, 2018, we saw the same thing with, with pot stocks. They were very popular earlier in the year. Uh, and then for the most part, they gave up a lot of those gains in the latter half of the year. So if you're investing in something and you've, you've been noticing, hey, you know, this has been growing. This has been one of the best returns I've ever seen in my life. You can look at this. You can draw a little chart over one year. You can draw that 45 degree angle and recognize if you're in a sort of a, you know, parabola. So the question is, when do you get out? I mean, it doesn't really matter as long as you're taking profits. Uh, one of the things you'll want to look for is sort of a psychological change where the price that's been going up and up and up suddenly, you know, flat lines or stops. As with kind of our continuation uh, trends and with our reversal trend patterns that we've seen, uh, the parabola doesn't necessarily have like double tops or triple top. It is usually just one top. Like there was one top in the NASDAQ in March 2000. There was one top with Bitcoin in, you know, late 2017. So once you see these types of charts, you know, if you're already invested in here, that's great. You know, recognize you're getting excess returns that you're getting and you're going to have an opportunity to buy back in at a much lower price, probably sooner than you think within a year or two. So that is the power of the parabola. But generally, if you're looking at something like the broad market, uh, for the most part, like the Nasdaq bubble is really much more of the exception. You don't necessarily get that parabolic move upwards. Uh, looking at the stock market in the mid 2000s, you know, while the housing bubble is unfolding, you know, it was a much more gradual move and it had more of a sort of a double top. And once you kind of recognize that pattern, you can position yourself accordingly. And likewise, once the market had bottomed in early 2009, it showed some signs of bottoming that we've covered in, in previous videos. And that would have been sort of your all clear sign after about 18 months to, to at least think about getting back in. But remember, you know, having lived through these times, you know, there's a psychological toll that, you know, we're, we're often thinking, you know, while this is going up or while, you know, a Bitcoin or, or a tech stock is going crazy, you're thinking, you know, this is great. It's going to go on, you know, maybe not forever, but it, indefinitely it's going to be life changing. No, you know, you've got to really curb your emotions. You've got to really think, you know, rationally about that. And the chart patterns help us do that. And likewise, when things look overly pessimistic, like they did in you know, early 2009, the chart patterns would tell you, hey, you know, we're, we're showing some signs of bottoming. It's not the end of the world. There were a lot of other macro events in early 2009, uh, like interest rates and all the uh, Fed bailout money coming in that, was, that were just saying, you know, hey, it's okay. You know, we're not sure you know, how long it's gonna take to work out, but you know, the worst of it's over. You know, the steps are being taken to, to allay the fear. So if you combine chart patterns kind of with the psychology of it and you can avoid, you know, losing out on the wrong side of a parabolic move, uh, that's really, I think, one of the best things that you can do with a chart pattern to ensure that you continue to make profits in any market environment, in any asset class, and really over any time period. So that will wrap things up for this week's edition of Trading Tips and our chart series. I'm Andrew Packer. Thanks for joining us. As always, I wish you good trading and good financial health.